Welcome to another Family Engagement Broadcast presented to you by HES Academies. And with me today, again, Hala Mala from Access. Welcome, Hala. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you for Access for providing these very, very useful and important programs to the community. Uh, before we go to our very important and uh, exciting presentation about healthy gaming habits, something that every household needs to know about. Uh, every household probably faces some challenges regards, and if not now, then most probably in the future. Uh, it is good to be pre preventative and to uh, be educated about the subject uh, so we can tackle it in the best uh, way and manner. So this video is also recorded and it will be available on all the Academy's Facebook accounts and YouTube channels, which you can share with your friends. It will be also translated into Arabic, the slides will be. So uh, it's a great opportunity to educate uh, our community about this uh, subject. Uh, before we go there, I want to share with you a couple announcements first. Uh, happy early Thanksgiving for everyone today, the National Honor Society at Star International Academy. Uh, did their annual uh, public servants uh, luncheon. They could not invite uh, the public servants into the school building because of the pandemic. So they actually delivered the food into the uh, public service places like the police station and the uh, uh, fire department. So we actually recorded a video of that and we'll have it posted soon uh, on, on our uh, social, social media. Uh, so thank you, uh, National Art Society, for organizing this again uh, this year. Uh, this has been an annual thing for, for a few years now. I think started in 2016 or 17. Um, and the second announcement is actually from the Michigan Department of Education. I'd like to share this video with you regarding supply chain issues and how it affects school meals. So there is a national a problem in supply chains and one of the things that uh, are, is affected almost everything is affected by this but one of the things affected by it is the school's uh, meals so here's a video uh, about that as in many sectors of our economy K-12 school nutrition programs have been greatly disrupted since March 2020. As the pandemic unfolded and meal participation dropped with schools closed, demand for products decreased. This resulted in fewer orders from schools to distributors and manufacturers. Consequently, manufacturers had to cut personnel and reduce or eliminate items to streamline inventory and manage operational expenses. Now, with the economy reopened and all at once, demand for products, particularly in the food service segment, is outpacing supply. So it should not come as a surprise that cafeterias all over the country look quite different these days. From socially distanced tables, outdoor eating areas, and mass staff, things are just not the same. Shortages and supply chain issues have brought great challenges at all points of the chain from raw materials and manufacturing to packaging and transporting. In addition to food, this shortage affects the paper products used to serve meals. 
and even the trays that are a mainstay in every cafeteria, among other items. At the same time, many schools are affected by staffing issues, with workers retiring or leaving the profession. Yet, despite these challenges, school nutrition teams are working tirelessly behind the scenes to secure the necessary items needed to provide students with a healthy and balanced meal. They continue to order as early as possible and are adjusting menus to the best of their ability with alternative items in place of those they are unable to source. This means that you may see more frequent changes on the menu, so be sure to check your school's website often. With so many shifts, one thing remains the same, the commitment of school nutrition professionals to the children they feed. All over the country, school nutrition teams continue to be innovative and creative in their solutions to navigating these challenges, to ensuring students have access to healthy school meals. As essential employees, they have worked nonstop since the start of the pandemic under very difficult circumstances. So they appreciate your understanding, support, and kindness. So this has been uh, the video about uh, the, the food ch uh, ch chain supply that is affected by the pandemic, among other things. Uh, so sometimes the menu items change during the week, and that's partly the reason why uh, they change. It's just because of these uh, limitations that we are facing. Uh, similarly, with uniforms, you might go to the uniform store of the academy, find some uh, items. Some items might be out of stock also due to uh, the pandemic. So uh, before also we go to the presentation, I wanted to share with you uh, at this point, uh, actually today is... And yesterday, where uh, was the um, um, the parent-teacher conferences that are taking place virtually uh, as we speak, actually. So if you're a parent and you were not aware or you are aware, but you don't have a way to connect with your uh, child's teacher, please make sure to reach out to the academy uh, because uh, these uh, virtual meetings with the, the teacher is very important. They have been scheduled already. So I just want to remind parents about that. <clears throat> and also, if you uh, don't have access to PowerSchool, PowerSchool is a system that the school uses to log in attendance and to log in uh, the grades. So it's all the information, the record of your ch uh, child. And you can have an access to it. There's a parent portal. There is an app for Android. There's an app for Apple. There's even an Apple Watch app for it. So to have access to, to that, please just uh, go to, uh, let me share a link with you. Uh, this link is called the Linktree, uh, linktr.ee forward slash PS Parent Portal. The reason I'm reading it is because we have this podcasted too. So, you know, so you can hear it if you don't see it. <clears throat> this link will actually uh, give you all the links that you need to reset your password to make sure that you have access, the link to the access. So please make sure you save this in your browser so you can have access to it. And I recommend highly to download the app, uh, to set your alerts in the app. You can set a weekly progress report where you're sent every week a summary of all the grades that your child is having. To have a close, a close uh, engagement with your child's grades is very, very important, really. And it has a very high effect 
on ch children's uh, achievement. Uh, we have also link trees for all the academies. I'm going to display them on the screen. I'm going to share them in the comments. This one is for uh, Universal Academy. This one is for Universal Learning Academy. This is for Noor International Academy. This is for Star International Academy Dearborn Heights. And this is for Star International Academy Canton. And they'll give you all the social media links, all the uh, website links that uh, you need for the academy. So it's just an easy way to have all the links that you want one click away from you. Without further ado, I'd like to present to you Hala. Uh, Malah. Is it Malah or, Ma or Malah? Malah is good. Uh, Hala Malah, who will present, she's a health educator again from uh, Access uh, ASAP program, and she will be presenting to us the healthy video gaming habits. And notice how we are approaching this topic uh, from a positive point of view, where we're going to talk about how can we make video gaming a healthy thing and not a harmful thing. She will go into details about that. Thank you, Hala, and the floor is yours. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for being here today or for watching this whenever you're able to. And we'll be talking today about healthy video gaming habits and how you can help your children uh, to develop healthier habits when they are gaming. And then the main idea again will be how you can help your child to learn the healthy video gaming habits and behaviors. And we also do have the translations in Arabic on each slide so we can hopefully reach more people with this helpful information. And we understand that children can play video games in many different ways. Uh, some of them can be played offline, some of them can be played online, and they can also be played on different devices. So some games can be played on a gaming system, thinking of PlayStation, Xbox, and they can also be played on a computer, a laptop, a desktop computer, and then also by using different applications on a tablet or even on a smartphone. And with video gaming, there are benefits uh, that do come with playing video games. But it's very important to notice that the benefits uh, your child can receive really depend on what are the stories that are being told in the game. So what's the main message behind it? If it's a more positive message, uh, they're more likely to have some benefits to it. If it's not a very positive message, uh, there won't be too many benefits with that specific game. Also thinking about the tasks that they're sometimes asked to do. If it's a puzzle game, uh, those will have more benefits than a game that's mostly violent or asking them to do violent tasks. And then also to understand what's the reason that your child is playing these video games. Are they using it in order to escape from something important going on? Or are they just using it so they can have a sense of achievement and a sense of reward when they do uh, solve certain games. So again, also thinking, what's the reason behind the game that they're playing? Or why are they playing to begin with? And then also to notice, is it interfering with other parts of their life? Um, is it making it difficult for them to study? Is it making it difficult for them to socialize as much as they should be? So thinking if the video gaming is getting in the way of other things in their life. And then it also depends on if your child is playing alone or are they playing with friends, with family? So that way it would be an opportunity for them to connect, uh, to learn with others instead of being isolated. 
So there are benefits. It just depends on some of these specific things. And then I'll go into some of the benefits of video gaming, uh, the first of which is for the development, so the developmental benefits of video gaming. And some of these benefits can include improving your child's ability to have hand-eye coordination, so they're looking at the screen, uh, they're also using their hands and on the controller or on the screen, and that can really help with fine motor skills, so the more uh, smaller movements with their hands, and then also problem solving, any kind of strategy learning, and their planning skills. Uh, those can be huge benefits that they'll get from video gaming. And then also their decision making, their logic skills. Does it require them to think uh, in a certain way, to think of things ahead of time? So again, depending on which game they're playing, they're more likely to have some of these benefits. And then also do the games they play allow them to set goals, to achieve their goals, and also, does it really involve them having to do several things at once? So if these games that they're playing do have some of these opportunities, uh, these are some of the benefits they can get from them. And then there are social benefits of video gaming. Again, if they are playing with others, um, maybe family members or close friends, then these video games can have social benefits as opposed to if they're playing by themselves only. Uh, some of them would be they can strengthen their existing friendships or maybe they can make new friends if they meet some friends and they want to get closer they want to build a better friendship uh, video gaming is a great way for them to get along with others or bond through that activity and then also it could teach them how to play in teams how to take turns um, how to play fairly and also if they lose they can learn how to handle losing in a positive way so they can be a a good team player. A lot of video games can offer that benefit. And then it also can help them learn how to behave in a way that helps other people. So maybe some of the games they play uh, require them to do a certain action to help their friend or help their teammate. And that can be a good benefit also. And if they're gaming with family, it's another way to bond, to feel closer, um, and it is an activity they can do together. And there are educational benefits of video games, again, depending on the story, the message, and the type of game, what activities they're asking the child to do. But it can help with remembering things. It can help them think and learn about different topics that they normally don't think about. And to also recognize and understand what they're seeing visually. And then also understanding the concepts they might be learning at school. So some games are math-related or may require uh, math skills. They can also require them to think or to read, and those are concepts that can get strengthened through the video gaming. And also it does help them with learning new words. A lot of reading games, puzzle games, or games that just have new vocabulary words that they haven't learned before. Um, also, if they're reading directions in a game, they might come across many words they don't know, and that's a good way to be learning some new information or new words. And so those are some of the benefits. So we're not here to say that so, uh, video games have zero benefits and you should take them all away. Um, but to remember that your child can also get many of the same benefits that they do from playing video games uh, by being out in the real world. So they don't have to only depend on video games and it's possible they can get many of these benefits from other activities. 
so if you do think you want to limit some of the time your child does spend video gaming, that's okay to do so. They won't miss out on any of these benefits. They'll still be able to get them in a different way. But if your child still enjoys playing video games in a healthy way, in a beneficial way, they are learning from video gaming, um, that's okay too. And so we'll look at some of the problems now that are associated with playing video games and why there's a need to learn healthy video gaming habits. So some of the problems could be that children are more at an increased risk for uh, becoming stressed, especially if certain games are stressful to them or they find themselves losing and they don't know how to handle stress. Sometimes they can get really worked up after a certain game. Also, there could be poor performance at school. Maybe they're not spending enough time studying um, if they don't have the healthy video gaming habits. Maybe their sleep becomes um, poor or they don't get enough sleep because, again, not a healthy time limit, not healthy boundaries uh, being there. And they might stay up too late playing video games instead of getting enough sleep. There can also be some physical problems, uh, especially from the way they might be sitting. So many times you might see a child sitting like this and they're looking up at a screen for hours or they're looking down at a tablet, their neck might start to hurt. And then also repetitive movements. If they're using a control or a controller, uh, their hands might be moving around in the same pattern. And again, it might cause some pain in the hands and the wrists. Also, there could be uh, mental health problems. They might increase that risk for that. Um, especially due to isolation, if they're playing video games alone, or if they're missing out on socializing just to play video games. And then bullying can happen uh, from not having these healthy video gaming habits. And that's especially true if, let's say, your child's playing online and they have more access to more people. Some people might be bullies on there. And if your child loses or doesn't do the correct task, they might get called mean words or get called out by other players. Um, and then that's where bullying can happen online. And then they could be missing out on interacting face-to-face uh, -face with their friends, with their family, really missing out on that opportunity to socialize. And then also reduced physical activity because again, if they're spending so much time playing video games, they're not walking around, um, they're not really exercising like they should or just not sitting the entire time. And then also, in general, they could miss out on life because of that strong urge to play video games. And knowing those problems, that leads into the importance for why your, sh your child should learn to play uh, video games in a healthy way, develop these strong habits. And the main reasons would be it's important for them to balance video gaming with other activities, school, family life, socializing, friendship. Um, other things that are important to their development, to their age, you know, for them growing up. And then they can have fun, they can benefit from gaming if they do have those healthy habits and if they do make good choices about video games. So we'll talk more about that in a little, how you can help them make good choices. And then also how, uh, you know, you can help your child develop healthy gaming habits and allow them to make those good choices when you encourage them to think about what they're playing, when they play, and then also for how long they're playing these video games. And then also talk about that in some detail. 
And they can really start developing these habits at a young age, as soon as they start playing video games. So it's never too early and it's never too late. If they don't really have healthy gaming habits now, uh, you can start today at this moment to develop and strengthen any healthy skills or habits they might have. And beginning off with some ways you can help your child learn healthy video gaming habits, uh, a really good way is, especially if they're at a young age, you can really watch them while they're playing video games, and you can also play those video games with them. And they won't really be against this idea when they're at a younger age. It's usually when they're a little older, they don't want you watching, they don't want you playing uh, video games with them. Uh, so this would be helpful for those who are at a younger age, and then some other ways would be to set certain rules in the household for video gaming and to make sure you both agree on those rules. And some examples of rules would be um, only allowing them to play games that have a certain rating that's appropriate for their age. And I'll also talk about the different ratings, how you can see uh, what game is appropriate for your child. And then also maybe having a rule where they have to ask an adult before downloading a game before playing a game and making sure they agree on those rules as well. Or maybe you can set rules about what time of day they can play the video game. So is it after you finish your schoolwork or is it only before dinner, you can only play after dinner, or maybe you want your child to only play video games on the weekends. So whatever fits your family, uh, your expectations, you can really uh, set that rule and make sure you both are agreeing on that. And then also maybe having rules about where they can play in the house. So maybe only in the living room, only in a shared room, uh, keeping the video games out of the bedroom. And then also having a certain amount of time where they can play video games that have been agreed on. So several hours a day only. You can have two hours a day, one hour a day. It's whatever is going to fit your expectations and your family and making sure it's reasonable for everyone involved. And then if you want your child to continue doing these or uh, having these healthy video gaming habits, it's good to praise them and to continue encouraging them as they follow the rules. And the reason I say it's important that you both agree on the rules is you don't want to set a rule that your child is against right away because it'll be difficult for them to stick to that rule. And they might want to break that rule or try to sneak behind your back and play for a certain hour or so. So you want to make sure up front everyone is in agreement. That way it's a lot more likely they'll agree to those rules and stick to those rules. And as your child gets older, you can allow them a bit more freedom or more responsibility that they can take on their own and allow them to manage their own gaming choices instead of having you making all the rules so they can be more give and take with that. And some of the responsibilities you can give them would be they can choose when to play, and then you can both agree on that. Um, they can start deciding then, is there enough time to play? So they can decide on their own. Do I have enough time to play now, or should I be doing my homework first? Or I think it's time to go to bed, so there isn't a lot of time to play today. Maybe I'll start playing tomorrow. That way it comes from their own selves taking responsibility and those habits are going to stick a lot more and they're a lot more effective for older children. And then also allowing them to think uh, when they can decide to take their own breaks, when they start to feel tired, 
uh, maybe that's a good time for me to take a break. Or maybe I've been playing for too long, so let me pause here and do something else. And then also allowing them to learn how to manage notifications and to decide whether they're old enough to play a game or not. And we'll talk about those ratings in a little bit too. And these here are the ESRB ratings. These are age-based ratings and they include the different information about what you can expect to see in a game. So if your child is at a certain age, you wanna really look out for these letters that are available here. And you can see, is this appropriate for my child? Should I buy this for them? Should I allow them to buy it or download it? Or should I not? And you can usually see this if they're still buying those physical copies of a game. You can see it on the cover. Um, and on the back, you'll see a rating. If they're downloading them digitally, you can still see a letter, a rating. It's either in the description of the game or it can also be on the icon or cover um, of the game as well. So these ratings should all be on each game that they can purchase or download. And to look out for E, that means it's for everyone. So if you have a younger child or an older child, this is an appropriate game and it's suitable for all ages. There isn't gonna be uh, any major violence or anything that's too graphic for them. It'll be maybe mild or it'll be more of a cartoon-like violence. Uh, so that won't be anything that's inappropriate for any child. And then for E10+, plus, uh, that's for anyone who's over the age of 10 or 10 and up. So if your child is under the age of 10, it's best to maybe not let them download these games or play these games until they're just a bit older. Um, and this is because it might have some mild language. It might have... Uh, more violence than a game that's rated E. And you don't want younger children to maybe uh, be frightened by certain games or come across language they shouldn't be coming across. And then T is for teen. So that'll be for children or teenagers uh, age 13 and up. And this will have some blood, some sort of violence that's a bit more graphic for a younger child. Uh, they might have strong language in these kinds of games and also might have themes of gambling or, again, violence or themes that aren't appropriate for a younger child. Uh, but usually they won't have any gambling that's using real money, so there wouldn't be any money being used in a game rated T. And then for M is mature for those that are 17 and up. Uh, these are best for those children in that age range. And then uh, A, with this symbol here would be 18 plus. So that's for adults only. Uh, you don't want your child playing these games until 18 and older. And they'll have more intense violence, more graphic kind of content. And then also gambling might be available with real money or real currency. So maybe having to purchase um, certain points or purchase certain coins or use money in order to get some sort of prize. And these are best kept away from children. And then RP uh, is rating pending. You won't really see this on any physical copy of a game or on any game you're downloading. This is just meant for advertising purposes. And then any game that's going on the market to be played, to be downloaded, uh, will have a rating. So these are just for purposes of advertising. And then, as I mentioned before, there are some video games that can be played offline, but then there are games that can be played online. 
And online games are what you really want to pay attention to. You really want to focus on and help your child learn healthy habits and safe habits, especially whenever they're dealing with others online. And there are going to be some games that have this controlled online environment. So you'll have the ability or your child can have the ability to accept who will play with them online. And this is good if they want to play with relatives, uh, family members, friends that you know, uh, maybe they're playing together online. That's an okay kind of environment. You shouldn't worry too much. Um, and then also some gaming consoles like the Xbox, like the PlayStation, they do have parental controls you can use. So you can block certain online games, block them from uh, playing with certain people online. And you really want to use these kinds of controls or learn about them as much as you can, especially if your child is playing online. And it's also best until they're about the age of 12 and up. Um, if they're under the age of 12, it's best for them to avoid online games or playing with others online, unless it's just people you know. Uh, that way you know your child's safe. They're not coming in contact with strangers. Uh, they're not going to be exposed to a lot of bullying. And then also you'll have a peace of mind knowing who they're speaking with. And then also if your child is playing online with strangers, with people they don't know, make sure you're also teaching them internet safety. So certain internet safety tips would be making sure they don't share their information with others. They don't put their information publicly online where it can be seen. Uh, they're not putting pictures of themselves. They're being careful with what information they're sharing and especially not agreeing to meet with strangers online, not you know, telling their secrets or very private family information. Just teaching them the basics of all that to make sure that no one knows where they live they don't know their phone number, anything like that, that could put them at risk. And then letting them understand that not everyone is who they say they are when they're online. So not to just trust anyone unless, again, you know them, uh, they're a family member, a friend, someone that you know is who they are. And then also you can help your child to develop healthy video gaming skills uh, by setting a good example yourself. So let's say you also enjoy video gaming, whether it's on a tablet, a phone, computer, a gaming console, to make sure you can also set that good example. So if you expect your child to only play for certain times of the day or for a certain amount of time, to make sure you're also doing just that in front of them. So you're setting limits. You express to them that you set enough limits for yourself. If you lose at a game, you don't become stressed and angry. Uh, you let them or you show them that you behave in the way you're telling them to behave. Um, and again, they'll learn from seeing this example and from you speaking to them as well about what expectations you have. Um, and this will go a long way along with the other kinds of tips that I had shared. And video games can be a fun learning experience for your child. Again, many benefits come with them. Social benefits, the uh, kinds of learning benefits, developmental benefits. And again, they do depend on the message of the game, the themes that are there, what kinds of tasks they're being asked to do. So all those kinds of things really uh, are able to show you what kind of benefit will your child get. If your child, you see your child is playing these games that are more violent, that are asking them to do certain tasks, uh, that are teaching them lessons you don't approve of, 
maybe they have to steal or you know harm others in the game or if you see that your child is becoming stressed or some sort of effect is happening to them because of these games that's a good sign for you to look out to stop and have that conversation with them or pay more attention to what they're playing that way you can step in and stop anything from uh, becoming too severe so stopping things in their tracks before they get out of hand and again, it's important for your child to learn how to balance the screen time they have with other activities that are good for their development. So this would be reading, physical activity, expressing creativity, and spending time with family and friends that don't involve video gaming. And again, because video games have many benefits, your child can still get these benefits from other parts in the world. So they don't have to only depend on video games. And if you are concerned about your child's gaming habits, uh, maybe it's interfering with their schoolwork, with their friendships, with their social relationships, with family, or maybe they're starting to struggle emotionally, physically, mentally, you can see that something has changed in them. Also, if you see uh, frequent mood swings or exaggerated kind of behaviors, things that get you thinking, this isn't really like my child, uh, that's when it would be a good idea if you need to seek more professional advice, more professional help, uh, seeing a doctor and seeing what kind of uh, steps you can take to help your child with this. And to also understand that the gaming might not be what's causing this change in your child's behavior only. There could be some sort of other issue that's not being addressed and they're using video gaming as a way to deal with that issue, maybe as a distraction or some sort of uh, way to help them with whatever they're dealing with. So that would be a great sign for you to keep a lookout for. If you have tried setting these rules, maybe you've tried setting healthy video gaming habits and behaviors, but it feels like that's still not enough, uh, then that would be a good time to see some more professional advice. And now we'll take any questions uh, that anyone might have and thank you very much for listening. Wow, what an important presentation. Thank uh, you. So you went over the healthy habits of gaming. Hala, hmm. uh, why, why is it that you uh, do not consider it realistic for... Uh, for example, a parent to eliminate gaming altogether from a home. Is that possible? What's your opinion about that? So I would say if a parent did eliminate the video gaming, sure, you could. But that wouldn't be something that's realistic, like you were saying. Um, it wouldn't be really met with a good response, most likely from a child, um, especially if you're taking away something that they are used to doing or it's some sort of a reward to them or it's a it becomes an activity a hobby and it's also a, the reason why it would be very difficult to ban it completely is because it becomes a form of an identity for some kids it's a way to socialize to pass the time or it's just fun and it's entertaining for many and again it's something they turn to it's like uh, watching tv for many adults uh, it would be kind of difficult to stop that right away uh, because it's something they've just gotten so used to. And to ban it completely, 
your child might find other ways to play video games, maybe going to a friend's house or playing secretly. And then that's the last thing that you want. You kind of want to meet them in the middle, find that balance. So you still let them play video games, but also making sure they're prioritizing everything else in their life. It's also the fact that a lot of education is actually using gamification mm -hmm. to bring about uh, more engagement from students. So it is inevitable that uh, games uh, can become and will become part of actually the educational process. <clears throat> Nevertheless, there is an addictive quality for many of those games and they do consume, uh, uh, you know, the, the control is the really mm -hmm. hard element to, uh, to, to, you know, uh, uh, set limits within uh, this context. Uh, do you think that uh, uh, limits can be set uh, easily? So some, for some families, sure, they could be set more easily depending on the child, uh, depending maybe how used, how used to gaming that they are. Uh, but it can be also difficult. Uh, that's going to be the case for many families, I would say. Uh, it would be difficult to set these uh, limits, these healthy boundaries, um, especially if it's not done in a, a productive way or a way that's accepted by the child. So if it's just going to be, uh, these are the rules, you can't play video games all week until the weekend, or I'll take out all the video gaming systems, uh, that's going to be a more difficult way to get the child to agree uh, to learn these habits or to take on these boundaries and skills. So definitely the way you approach it can determine if it's going to be met easily by the child or not. And then that's why I very emphasize the point, making sure the rules you set are agreed upon by both. So not you get your way and your child doesn't, and then making sure your child isn't the one always getting their way. should be an equal give and take for sure. Thank you, Hala. And uh, for any parent or listener who would like more information, please get in touch with us. We will connect you to the school social worker or to Hala, uh, other experts in access and other community organizations if you need any help. It's one very important thing that sometimes we need help and mm -hmm. we need to know, you know where to seek help and we're there to connect you with the experts that can help you and give you uh, uh, good advice. Uh, I'd like to remind our parents that next week is Thanksgiving break. That will be from Thursday, uh, November 25th. And we'll see you back on Monday, November 29th. Uh, Wednesday, November 24th will be a half day. There will be no ACP or after school programs. And dismissal will be at uh, the half day time. Usually it's 1225. So uh, that's a reminder for all our parents. With that, uh, thank you, Hala, again, and thanks, Access. Thank you very and much. Thanks for everyone who watched this program and shared it. <clears throat> we will see you in the next upcoming family engagement broadcast, which will be taking place on Monday, on the Friday, December 3rd, and it will be about restorative practices. Have a great weekend. HES Academies have been serving the Detroit metro area for over 23 years, promoting academic excellence, leadership, and cultural diversity, ranking as some of the top schools in the state of Michigan. Our pre-K through 12th grade students enjoy tuition-free, state-accredited education by STEM-certified and highly qualified staff with no geographical restrictions. 
and with advanced placement, college dual enrollment, scholarship, and Arabic language programs. Nor International Academy in Sterling Heights at NIAPSA.org. Star International Academy in Dearborn Heights and in Canton at StarPSA.org. Universal Academy in Detroit at UniversalPSA.org and Universal Learning Academy in Westland at ULAPSA.org. Join HES Academies today and enjoy a free Chromebook for every enrolled student.